Legacy Maker, the All Sports one, Network. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one on one. One on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. One on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. We number one. I get the truth, truth. Then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Maker Sports Network. Darrell Owens here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network, bringing you another edition of one-on-one here on the Legacy Maker Sports Network, a quick ones edition at that. And so glad to be with you today as the NFL season is here. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. The NFL season is here. It starts tonight at um, 9 o'clock, I believe. No, excuse me. That's going to be at 7 o'clock tonight for the kickoff, 8 o'clock for the game. So all of that's going down tonight. Bucks versus Cowboys to get this season started. But today I'm going to bring you my power rankings uh, heading into week one of this NFL season. Now, I'm going to be doing this throughout the season, uh, giving you the power rankings, uh, you know, just giving you my thoughts of where the teams land as we go throughout this 2021 season. Now, I will also say, looking uh, at this season, this thing's going to be wild. And this power ranking that you get today will probably be my least accurate one of the season. I mean, as the season goes along, it gets a little bit easier, but this will probably be the most uh, least accurate one that you get from me all season. Very excited to bring it to you today. Now, also, this will be the only one I'll probably give you all 32 teams as a breakdown. And, you know, as we go along, we're going to move it more to a top 15 power ranking. And then uh, we'll have the outside looking in, the guys looking, the teams looking to make that leap into, uh, you know, the uh, top 15 of my power rankings. But we're, we're glad to be here uh, to bring you the power rankings today. And we're not going to hold you long. We're going to go ahead and get right into it because it's going to be um, – I'm probably going to get some bad looks, but you know, like I told you before, it is what it is. You come look at me either way you want. All right, so let's go ahead and get started with number 32, and I don't think this is going to be a surprise to many. Number 32 coming in on my power ranking, the Houston Texans. Uh, this Houston Texans franchise over the last couple of years have done some, I'm going to say, pretty amazing things, because if you look at this franchise and the quarterback situation they have had over the past, I don't know, but anywhere between the five, seven years, um, you know, the Bill O'Brien era, they had multiple quarterbacks. And, you know, the, you know, the quarterbacks they had somehow, someone got them to the playoffs, don't know how it happened. They won the division quite a bit during that time frame, still trying to figure out how that happened. Uh, obviously, you know, the last couple of years when they had Deshaun Watson, those those years make sense. And obviously, there's no Deshaun Watson this year with everything that has went down with Deshaun over the last six to seven months. Uh, but this team coming into this game, you know, without Deshaun, that quarterback question, it does make this situation a little bit murky. Uh, but they do have a guy who's always been solid, who's always been reliable, starting at QB, and that's Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod, in my opinion, has been gypped in every place that he's been. 
and it's unfortunate. You know, uh, you know, he went to Buffalo, gets Buffalo to the first time to the playoffs this millennium, and not not you know decade millennium. He was able to get this team into uh, you know get the Buffalo Bills team into the playoffs, and then the next year he's gone. They sent him to Cleveland. Behind him, Baker Mayfield. You know, Tyrod gets a couple games. Baker's in. The rest is history. He goes to L.A. to become the Chargers um, quarterback, the starter. And then they draft Justin Herbert. They bring Herbert in, and you're thinking, oh, man, well, you know, you know, Tyrod's going to get things going. Well, team doctor says, no, sorry, buddy, not going to happen that way. And Tyrod gets hurt. And then Justin Herbert comes in and balls out. Now Justin Herbert is the second coming in a lot of people's eyes. So Tyrod has, has been gypped in a lot of the places he's been in. He's had opportunities. Now we're going to see what he can do as a starting quarterback. Now I hope I'm wrong. I hope I am wrong when it comes to Tyrod and this Texans team. I want to see them thrive. The one positive that I do see on this team that's going to make um, a lot of people don't realize, but they have three, count them, three former Pro Bowl running backs, Mark Ingram, Phillip Lindsay, and David Johnson. And so with those former three guys, you know, I, I, I they should be able to run the ball well. And that's that's the one thing I will say on that on that end. So Texans, I got them coming in at 32. There's still going to have to be a lot of work uh, done for this uh, Texans team uh, as the season goes along. Next, we're going to number 31 on the countdown. Number 31, the New York football Jets. Now, the Jets, this is a whole nother situation. Um, Robert Saleh comes in. At the head coach, you got Matt LaFleur. I'm excuse me, Mike LaFleur, Matt's little brother, uh, as the offensive coordinator on this team. And, you know, Soleil has always been known as a player's coach. The question is, will he be able to, you know, keep that, you know, moniker in New York? I'm pretty sure he will. I, I, I love this hire for the Jets. Uh, but the biggest thing about this team is they've had struggles at quarterback for years. The Mark Sanchez is um, they've had Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, they've had a multitude of quarterbacks. They had Sam Darnold, who they drafted a couple years ago. Now he's in Carolina. And then they draft this young man, Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson is a really talented young man. He's got great arm, arm talent. And we've seen it uh, in many aspects. And, um, you know, that big moment where he had during the probe day where he just launched that bad boy and everybody was just like, oh, I'm in love. And so seeing Zach Wilson out there, you say, wow, man, Zach Wilson, you know, we'll see what he can do. But this team doesn't, outside of Zach Wilson um, and Corey Davis, in my opinion, who Corey Davis, I think, is, you know, the Jets' best pickup in the offseason. And he will be, those two together were going to be phenomenal. So just watch out for that combo. For the fantasy people out there, watch out for that combination of uh Corey davis and zach wilson i i saw a little bit of it during the preseason i think those two are going to be great together uh crowder was really good last season he's stuck with COVID 19 right now uh and then they also have keenan cole that they brought in from uh, jacksonville uh they drafted elijah moore you know so they got they got peace at the receiver position uh running back for this team is a little bit murky uh they brought in tevin coleman uh, to be the the main guy, they got Perrine from last year, and then they have Ty Johnson. 
uh, you know, I'm, I'm just looking at this team and it just, they're far away. So we'll see if they uh, can make things happen here as the season goes along. Uh, but at most people that I know, they have this team falling deep and have them picking top five next year. And unfortunately, in my case, I am also one of those people. Next, we move to number 30. Number 30, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville, uh, with new head coach Urban Meyer, uh, they come into this season. It's been some controversy on and off. And, you know, my man, Jay Quimby, my co-host on the Legacy Maker Sports podcast, which you can catch um, on, on our network, also on Spotify, and you can also catch it on Apple Podcasts as well as Anchor. So, but anyway, going back into this, you know, Jay said, you know, this team, uh, you know, is going to be interesting because we'll see what Urban Meyer can do. And he always creates controversy wherever he goes, unfortunately. So it started off with the coaching situation, like his first couple of weeks there, um, hit off its coordinator, I believe. And that whole situation, the guy, you know, quits after one day. (laughs) So that was crazy. Then they bring in Tim Tebow. A lot of people thought, man, this is a show. You know, yeah, you know, he brings in Tim Tebow, his former quarterback at Florida. Tebow had maybe one great moment during uh, the training camp where he made a great catch in the back of the end zone. Besides that, the thing that got him cut, that block that went viral and everybody was making fun of. Uh, but it's just it's going to be interesting because obviously they had the first pick last year. Trevor Lawrence comes in. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has won everywhere he has has gone, and he he, he doesn't lose often. So he's going to have to really adjust to maybe taking a couple of L's in the beginning of his career in the NFL. Uh, I love their running backs. Uh, You know, James Robinson, Carlos Hyde, you know, crafty veteran. If Travis Entian hadn't gotten injured, this running back crew would be pretty solid. And James Robinson is undercover one of the best running backs in the league, at least coming off of last season. He ran for 1,000 yards, um, and he helped a lot of people out on fantasy, including myself. So uh, he's one guy that, you know, I think they're going to rely heavily on to help, you know, alleviate the pain uh, for Trevor's first season. But the biggest thing they got to fix is that offensive line because it is garbage. That's the nicest thing I can say. It's bad. So they're going to have to figure that out. Uh, they got some bright spots in the defense with Shaquille Griffin, Josh Allen, who's uh, coming into, I believe, his third season. Miles Jack, always a good player, uh, you know, with this team. So, you know, we'll see. Uh, I don't expect a lot from Jacksonville this year in that terrible AFC South. Next, we go to the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, <laughs> Philadelphia, we really don't know what Philadelphia has done. They've 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 traded some players. Uh Carson Wentz being the most notable. Uh they released Deshaun Watson. You know, they they've made a lot of you know moves here in the offseason. Uh of course their head coach Nick uh Sereni. And I could be saying that wrong. I'm terrible with names at times. But um, you know, the coach, you know, press conference wasn't wasn't the greatest when he first came in there kind of contradicted himself on a couple of things. I, I wasn't too thrilled with what I saw on that end. Uh, but one of the biggest things about this team, uh, they don't know where they want to be at quarterback. And that's that's been their struggle, trying to figure out what what, what the quarterback situation is going to be about. You know, they got Jalen Hurts, and they got Joe Flacco, and then, of course, they brought in um, Gardner Minshew to be the third stringer. But 
Jalen's the starter, but there's a lot of pressure behind Jalen to perform with a guy in Joe Flacco who's won a Super Bowl, uh, Gardner Minshew, who's had some success in the NFL. Uh, so Jalen's got a lot to prove here, uh, but they didn't really do a lot to help him out. You know, they drafted Devontae Smith from Alabama, who, you know, maybe not the biggest receiver, but one of the toughest receivers you'll see. Uh, you know, Miles Sanders is going to help him in the running game if he can stay healthy. Boston Scott has some nice um, has some nice things go his way. They drafted Kenneth Gainwell, uh, who is a, a young running back that the people are very impressed with. But this team is going to have to figure out things just all around. Uh, and, you know, they've got some big names on defense with Barnett and, you know, Fletcher Cox, you know, guys like that, Darius Slay. But we don't know where this team is going to fall. And to me, until I can see a uh, consistent product on the field and some type of organization, I got Philadelphia sitting in at number 29. Next on the list, number 28, we've got the Denver Broncos. Uh, this Denver Broncos team now, I – I caught a lot of flack on our draft show for picking Denver, you know, where I put Denver, you know, I think I had them finishing two and 15. My biggest problem with Denver is the quarterback situation. Uh, It is bleak. There's, there's no nice way to put it. It's bleak. And Teddy Bridgewater, as much as I love Teddy as a human being, as a person, I I just don't know if he's going to get a fair shake up there. And I don't know if he'll be able to, you know, if he has, in my opinion, the arm strength to really work out with a really good young receiving core. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Drudy, Tim Patrick, KJ Hamler, just just to name a couple. And of course, Noah Fan at tight end. They, they they've got some really good receivers. If they had a solid quarterback to go along with those receivers, the sky's the limit with this offense. Uh they've drafted Javante Williams, the running back. Uh, from North Carolina, that two, part of that two-headed monster along with Michael Carter from North Carolina. I love that pick uh, for Denver. Love that pick for them. Uh, but, like, I, you know, they got – of course, they still have Melvin Gordon. But I, I love those two potentially working together on that front. But the quarterback situation is why I have Denver so low. I would have Denver a lot higher on this list if the quarterback situation wasn't so bleak. Of course, on defense, they still got Bradley Chubb, Von Miller, and and then they drafted Patrick Sertan, the second, who has made quite the impact in the preseason. So I think, you know, they got pieces to grow. Uh, we'll see if um, Vic Fangio can make things happen out there in Denver. Next, we head to the Carolina Panthers at number 27. Now, Carolina is intriguing for me because I feel like Carolina could be one of those surprising teams that come up and, and and really shock us throughout the season. Like, I feel like at some point they may be higher on this list, um, a lot higher on this uh, list during the season as a, as a surprise team. You know, I like what Coach Matt Rule has done down there in Carolina. And I think that, uh, you know, what they did last year through the draft, building that defense, building that defense, building that defense. I thought that was a phenomenal job on his end by building that defense. Very important element to build that defense. Uh, and I think they continue to do that in this draft. And so, you know, picking up J.C. Horn at number eight uh, in the draft, you know, a just shutdown corner, he's going to be good. They got Brian Burns. They picked up Derek Brown last year in the draft. Defensively, this team is where I think they're going to really make um, strides. You know, they they picked up Hassan Reddick. 
just watch out for them uh, defensively. Jeremy Chen, I can go on and on. Offensively, great receivers. DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, who had a good year. They drafted Terrence Marshall Jr., who I think is going to have himself a really good season. Um, and Donald's got probably the best offense he's ever played with here. And having Christian McCaffrey, McCaffrey uh, on that team and one of the best running backs in the league, you know, that can catch out the backfield, that can run in between the tackles, he can do a little bit of everything. You know, he's got his best team. You know, they drafted Chubba uh, Hubbard, who was a really good prospect coming out of Oklahoma State a couple years ago. They had him as one of the top ranking running backs potentially through the draft. They, they get him in a steal, I believe, in the fourth round. Carolina is a team that could could shock people, in my opinion, as uh, the season goes along. But we'll see. I got Carolina at 27. 26, the Atlanta Falcons. And I'll be honest with you, I have Atlanta this high because of one reason, and that's Matt Ryan. Despite what you may feel about Matt Ryan, Matt Ryan has always been, you know, he puts up numbers and there's a lot worse that you can have at the quarterback position than Matt Ryan. And I have him this high because the former MVP uh, is, is still a solid quarterback. I'm not going to take that away from him. Yeah, he had his, his moments here and there, but he's still a solid quarterback. Uh, they bring in Kyle Pitts uh, with the fourth pick of the draft. Uh, he had a little glimpses during preseason. We got a chance to see him, and we've seen why they drafted him. The kid's multi-talented. Uh, then you bring it. You also have Calvin Ridley, and Calvin Ridley is the, without question, number one receiver on this team now that Julio Jones is gone from this team. So there's a lot um, with this Atlanta team. I like Mike Davis. They brought Mike Davis in the running back who was with Carolina last year, who stepped up big time for Christian McCaffrey when he was out. Uh, so we'll see if, you know, Mike Davis can come in and be, you know, that guy that they need at the running back position, you know, but the last couple of years, the, this team's biggest struggle has been defensively, you know, can they get things right on the defensive side of the ball? If they can make that happen, Atlanta could, you know, could maybe vie for a you know a chance at you know number two in the division this year. It's not gonna be number one because that Bucks team is phenomenal. But so I have Atlanta at number 26. Next we go to 25 and the Detroit Lions. Uh Detroit is a a franchise we all know that has been kind of like you know they're just you know they're you know they, they haven't really done anything special. And, and it's unfortunate. You know, when you think the Lions, you think one person most of the time or two people, I would say. And that's Barry Sanders and, and the Calvin Johnson of the world. And this this team just, you know, they've made the playoffs here and there, but they've never won. I mean, I think the last time the Lions won a playoff game was 1991. 1991. I was seven. Uh, but besides all of that, they bring in Dan Campbell to be their head coach, who was with the New Orleans Saints last season. I love Dan Campbell. I, I don't know what it is. The guy's quirky, lots of energy. Uh, and if you just watch him in his press conferences and he gives you something to smile about. Uh, I think that he may be a player's coach. Uh, and that's, you know, we're going to we're going to see all of that. I think he's going to be a really good player's coach with this team. Uh, but the biggest move in the offseason, you most people would say, oh, that's Jared Goff, the trade. Yes, Jared Goff is very critical because, yes, you do lose Stafford, but you bring in Jared Goff. 
so that you don't lose too much. You lose at the quarterback position, but you don't lose too much. You 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 got a guy who's been to the Super Bowl at your QB now. But the biggest move, in my opinion, is the offensive coordinator and Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn should still be the head coach of the Los Angeles Chargers. But I digress. Uh, but this that's probably one of the biggest pickups for Detroit is bringing in Anthony Lynn as their offensive coordinator. He's always been a great offensive coordinator. Uh, they bring in Aaron Glenn uh, at defensive coordinator. Another great pickup there in Aaron Glenn. He, he should make this defense a little bit better. Uh, this defense, you know, Trey Flowers, Jamie Collins, uh, Jeff Okuda, who they drafted last year, uh, Michael Brockers, guys like that, going to have to step up big time this year on that defensive side of the ball. My biggest concern with Detroit, their receiving core. I I couldn't tell you who their receivers are. Other than Terrell Williams, they had Brashad uh, Pyramid, and they released him a couple weeks ago. He's gone. He's with Chicago now. But I'm going to name these receivers for you. Tom Kennedy, Quintez Cephas, Khalif Raymond, and Terrell Williams. Terrell Williams is probably the biggest name because he was with Oakland. That does not impress me at all. So unless they know something special about these guys, we'll see from there. Uh, but expect a big year, big year, big year from TJ Hawkinson. He, he's going to be a prime target this year for uh, Mr. Jared Goff. And can't forget, they did draft it, Peniel Sewell, who a lot of people are huge on. We'll see how that goes there. So Lions at number 24. Excuse me, 25. Now, number 24, the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears team for me, uh, Matt Nagy is in a situation where he needs to find a way to win now um, and find a way to keep his job because, uh, you know, he had. Oh, I don't say Minshew, excuse me. He, you know, he had a quarterback situation last year with a man, Trubisky. Somehow, but Trubisky got him into the playoffs, and they've been in the playoffs twice in his three years uh, that he's been head coach there. But somehow, some way, you know, when you're in Chicago, you know the pressure is a little bit stronger there in the head coach position because it's a very historic franchise, and they want to win. Now, Chicago goes in there and they draft Justin Fields, and just a great, just a great move in the draft to get up and get Fields to get your quarterback of the future. I love the move. Um, as a Packer fan, not so much, but as a football fan, I love the move for Chicago. And it's it's very huge. Now they got Andy Dalton as a starter for now. Andy Dalton's gonna be the man for at least at least a couple of weeks. You know, we see how this offense rolls. Uh they still have Allen Robinson, who they were able to keep. We mentioned they brought Perman in from Detroit. Uh Darnell Mooney, who had some good moments last year. Uh they also have uh Marquise Goodwin, who we haven't seen in about haven't seen Marquise in about two years. You know, he didn't play last year. Um, you know, with COVID coming out, he decided to opt out. He'll be a, you know, a nice speed piece to this team. You know, one of those guys that can break loose and and just be a, a great speedy receiver for this team. Uh, David Montgomery at the running back position is going to be someone that you you better watch out for. He's he's still mad because uh, where he was ranked uh, as run as a running back in the league. I think they had him 24th in uh, Sports Illustrated. So he's upset about that. Be ready for that. And the Chicago's Bears, the Chicago Bear defense is the Chicago Bear defense. I mean, Khalil Mack, you know, Raquan Smith, Eddie Jackson, Deshaun Gibson. I can go on and on. Talented defense, see if the offense can keep things rolling and, and make things happen for them. 
Next, we head to the New York football giants. Now, this is one of those teams that they kind of have me a tree because I want to see what they can do. They went in the all season. They picked up a lot of pieces. They went out there. They got themselves a Kenny Galladay. Uh, you know, they, they went out there and they, you know, pick up a Billy price. You know, they tried to make the offensive line better. They went, picked up Cal Rudolph uh, from Minnesota. They got Kadarius Tony in the draft. They're trying to give Danny Dimes some weapons. They're trying to make, you know, make sure that, that this young man is the guy for this team. So for me, I think they got a chance because in this, you know, in that NFC East, anything can go. But the New York Giants for me are a team that, you know, it's just up in the air. Well, it's all on Danny Jones's, uh, uh, Danny Dimes, excuse me, or Danny Jones um, and what he can do. They got Mike Glennon as their backup quarterback, but it's all about Daniel Jones. What can Daniel Jones do? Next, at 22, we've got the New England Patriots. Now, uh, I've seen some where he's high, that New England's higher. Like I saw one power ranking where he, they were 10th. I'm not willing to do that. Yes, they spent a lot of money in the offseason. They spent a lot of money in the offseason, had Cam Newton, decided to let Cam Newton go and make their um, pick at number 15 in the draft, Mac Jones, their starter going into this season. And, you know, I I liked what I saw from Mac Jones in the preseason, but we got to see how everything will go as we get into the season. Once he's facing those first team those first team defenses and then they got to test this week with the dolphins. Uh, once we can see what they got going there, that that'll be something that um I'm intrigued to see. Uh, you know, they picked up Nelson Aguilar in the offseason. They went and picked up two solid tight ends and Hunter Henry and Juno Smith. Uh, you know, so they went in and brought Trent Brown back to the team to help um man the right side of that line. So, you know, New England is doing I'll never count them out. And especially when Bill Belichick is involved, I'll never count them out. And Bill obviously feels that Mac Jones is going to be the guy that he he's going to be the guy to get New England back to where they were, um, you know, with when they had Tom Brady in the mix. So I got New England at number 22. Number 21, the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, you know, Vegas is one of those teams that I I really don't know how to feel one way or the, one way or the other because it's it's just difficult. Uh you know they got Henry Ruggs that they drafted last year. Ruggs did not have a phenomenal season. Uh you know Hunter Renfro's had some good moments. He he'll be uh, the man in the slot. Then they've got Darren Waller. And Darren Waller is is a stud. He's a pro bowler that you know that's going to be Derek Carr's bread and butter right there. Uh so they're they're fine there. And then I like I did like one move they did in the offseason, and they they went and picked up Ken, Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake had a really good season last year with the Arizona Cardinals. He was a top 20, top 15 running back last year, uh, did a lot of things for that Arizona team, and I like the fact he'll be coming to this team alongside Josh Jacobs. So that gives them very a very formidable backfield in, uh, in Las Vegas. I was about to say Oakland, but in Las Vegas, still trying to get used to that. I like Vegas uh, at 21, but it's still up in the air. We'll see what John Gruden and the crew can do. Next, we've got the Cincinnati Bengals. Now, I I want to be really high on Cincinnati. I think I have Cincinnati finishing 7 and 10 on the season. 
but I think they will be a better team, um, obviously, than they were last year. If Barrow can stay healthy, um, they can protect them, which that's going to be tough because they've, they've been running through offensive linemen, and they just that's but that's their biggest concern is protecting the man. Um, if if they can keep him upright with this really good group of young receivers, Jamar Chase, who they drafted. Jamar struggled in the preseason. He's still coming back from um, some things, but, you know, he didn't play last season. But Chase, if Chase is Chase from a couple years ago, great pickup. Tyler Boyd, who has been really good there. And, of course, T. Higgins, who had a really good rookie season. So especially on this receiver front, they're in great shape. And then, of course, at running back, they got Joe Mixon, who wasn't, you know, Joe Mixon was hurt most of last season. So we'll see where he is right now. On defense, they got a young stud in Jesse Bates III, who is probably one of the best safeties in the NFL. So I got him last in that division. But that AFC North is probably, in my opinion, um, you know, if not the best division in football, the second best. Uh, and that's a battle between them and the NFC West. We got the Bengals at 20. Next, at 19, the Minnesota Vikings. Now, Minnesota for me is a team that I am, I want to say concerned. Yeah, I'm concerned because you look at this Minnesota team and, you know, Kirk Cousins, first season there, gets them into the playoffs. Second season there, things did not go the way, I don't think things went the way they thought they were going to go. Um, injuries uh, to Dalvin Cook, who's been on and off injured in, in his career. Uh, Adam Thielen is you know not the guy maybe two years ago he was justin jefferson comes in great draft pick last season uh he comes in and just takes over that role of stefan diggs and does his thing but this team it, to me if they can just stay consistent that's their that's their problem they'll, they'll one week they'll be great like last season they beat green bay uh in green bay and i'm like wow look at that and then, you know, they just couldn't stay consistent. One week they're miserable, one week they're great. Consistency is the biggest thing for this Vikings team. If they can just stay consistently, uh, stay consistent this season, the sky's the limit. But we like they're one of those teams that it's hard to, to figure them out. You just can't figure out the Minnesota Vikings. I guess we'll see if they can ever get it together um, this season. Next, we got the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the Rams... We talked a little earlier about how they made that big pickup, uh, grabbing uh, Matt Stafford and giving them a a stud. He's, he's a quarterback stud. He's a really good quarterback. And I know McVay was probably drooling out of the mouth knowing that he's going to have him there. And this offense, probably one of the best offenses that Matt's ever had. He's got Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, gives him really solid duo at wide receiver you got the young man van jefferson who will be interesting they brought in deshaun jackson another guy now deshaun if he stays healthy he's a big play threat uh tyler higby at the tight end uh will be a guy who the year before last everybody was drooling over last year not so much so he's got a chance to redeem himself they bring in tony michelle uh via trade from the new england patriots so we'll see if that will work out uh plus once they get uh daryl henderson you know back from the injury then they'll be fine and their defense is their defense when it comes down to the la rams you think defense you think about 
the man myth and the legend that is Aaron Donald. He's going to be an absolute monster. They're going to try their best to hold him down. It's just not going to happen. And then in that secondary, Jalen Ramsey, they're going to be something to reckon with. Even though I have him finishing last in the West, and you're probably like, what? Yes, last in the West. But that, that division is really tough, really tough. And as you see, I get the lowest ranking they've got in any of the division is 18. Um, but they're they're going to be – they're gonna they're gonna be a tough team. They're gonna be very competitive. Uh, even I still have them finishing where I have them finishing. Next, we've got the Indianapolis Colts coming in at seventeen. Indianapolis, I probably would have higher on this list if I felt a little bit more confident in Carson Wentz. The injury to Carson Wentz really derailed where I where I wanted to put this team. I wanted to put them a little bit higher. I just, I just, I'm not a hundred percent sure what we're going to get from this Indianapolis Colts team. And that, that concerns me. That concerns me big time uh, for this Indianapolis team. But, you know, the receivers, you know, you got Michael Pittman Jr. Who you drafted Zach Pascal, who's had some really good moments. Paris Campbell, who was drafted a year or so ago. He, we still haven't really seen what he can do because he's dealt with injuries. Um, you know, Hilton is is hurt, but I hate to say it and not trying to be funny, but he's always hurt. Now, the one bright spot I want to kind of see if this will, well, one of the bright spots I want to see on this team is Jacob Easton. If Carson doesn't play, I want to see what Easton can do as potentially the starter on this team. Uh, but that could be bad news for Carson because if you're Carson, you know you got to find a way to stay on the field. You don't want him to trade for Nick Foles again. <laughs> we don't want that to happen. Now, the biggest bright spot on this offense is none other than Jonathan Taylor. They drafted him last year in the second round. Taylor had a phenomenal freshman campaign in the NFL. So he's going to be a big piece of that puzzle. Uh, Jordan Wilkins has always been a really good running back. And then Marlon Mack. Now, a lot of people don't realize that Marlon Mack is a really good running back. He, he got hurt last year, and they, he was going to be the number one guy. He gets hurt. Taylor comes in, takes the slot. Mack is back. And if Mack is anywhere near he was like when he first got in the league, their running game is going to be dangerous. Dangerous. But another thing about this team is their bread and butter is the defensive side of the ball. DeForest Buckner. Darius Leonard. The veteran Xavier Rhodes, Kenny Moore the second. Those are the guys that are going to be the lifeblood of this team to see if they can, you know, go a little bit higher on this list as the season goes along. Next, number 16. We're getting close, y'all. We're halfway through here. As now we get to number 16, the LA Chargers. Now, a lot of people have this LA team high. They're, the people are high on this team, and with good reason. I'm still a little bit deterred because I wish that Anthony Lynn was still the head coach of this team because I really think that he could continue the development of Justin Herbert the right way. But that's just me. They bring in Brandon, excuse me, Brandon Staley, you know, from the Rams to come over and be the head coach. You know, so he just switched locker rooms. And I'm intrigued to see what Staley can do with the young, the young stud and Justin Herbert. A lot of people are high on Justin Herbert, including myself. And I see really good things coming from Justin Herbert. And, but the question is, you know, will he be able to continue to develop the way he was last season without Anthony Lynn? 
Now, their offensive line, and I think they've done a really good job of building this bad boy up. They draft Rashawn Slater to keep him upright at the left tackle position. Last year, they brought in Brian Balaga from Green Bay, who is a you know one of the studs at right tackle when he's healthy. Uh, so he's a great pickup. They bring in Corey Lindsley from Green Bay to become his center. Lindsley is one of the best centers in the league. And right now, they've got a really good offensive line to protect Justin Herbert. Then you look at their running backs, Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, if Eckler and, and, and Josh Kelly, if Eckler is healthy, you know, just brings in another dynamic. Him being hurt last year truly hurt this Chargers team, in my opinion. At receiver, you got Keenan Allen and you got Mike Williams. They're going to be just fine. They're going to be just fine with Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Now, Mike Williams is another person, if healthy and not nicked up, and that Clemson curse, as me and Jay like to call it, doesn't kick in, they'll be in great shape. Defensively, Joy Bosa should be back at 100%. They, they got Kyler Fackrell, Fackrell, who used to be a Packer, former Giant. He should be really good for this team. He's had some really decent moments uh, in his career. Jerry Tillery, former uh, high draft pick. And, but the one that, you know, me, that I've always kind of think that they, if he can stay healthy will be huge is Derwin James. Derwin James has shown that he could be very special for this team, but he's not on the field. Got to get Derwin on the field. It's critical. Next, number 15, the New Orleans Saints. I want to put New Orleans higher on this list because they're a very talented team. And coached by Sean Payton, you know, you're always going to be in the mix when you're coached by Sean Payton, in my opinion. Sean Payton is one of the best coaches in the NFL. And now that we have kind of got it established that Jameis Winston is going to be the starter, which is the way it needs to be. Uh, I hate to say it, Taysom is not a full-blown starter, great backup quarterback, uh, great, um, I want to say project quarterback, but he's a he's a good, you know, a quarterback that can do a little bit of everything. He can play tight end, he can play running back, you know, probably can put him on the defense side of the ball if you want to. He's just a great all-around player. He's an athlete. So, but Winston, I think Winston, in my opinion, is going to be the most improved player in the NFL this year. And it's all going to be because of, I think, the tutelage that he got from Drew Brees last year and having Sean Payton as your quarterback. And he got the LASIK, so that's going to be very helpful. The Saints team missing Michael Thomas. They gonna, they, they got to get Michael Thomas back, and whatever situation they got going on between him and the, and the franchise, they got to figure that out while he's out uh, with his injury. I know there's a lot of animosity that they're still trying to work out. They've got to fix that. they got to fix that. Uh, of course, they got one of the best running backs in the league, and Alvin Kamara, if not the best running back in some people's opinion. He's the best all-purpose back, in my opinion, in the league. He can catch, you know, last year he had that six-touchdown game, uh, you know, rushing game, and he looked like he was well on his way to breaking the record, and then the Saints held back on that. I'm still a bit upset about that. <laughs> but he was he was cruising last year. Uh, and, and just imagine, they got this man in the third round, and he's been an absolute stud. So – if Jameis Winston and this team offensively can get things going, they can be just as good as anybody in this league. They've got a really good defense, you know, with Demario Davis, Cameron Jordan, Marshawn Lattimore, who's one of the best uh, cornerbacks in the league, one of the best veterans in the league at safety at Malcolm Jenkins. You know, Quan Alexander, when healthy, is a good, good 
linebacker. So the Saints would not be surprised if we see them consistently in the top 15 as we go along through the season. Next, we've got the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, this 49ers team is kind of it, they're just so injury prone. You just don't know if healthy. This team is easily in the top 10 mix. If you can get consistent play from Jimmy Garoppolo, but as a thing, we don't know if Jimmy going to be the starter. We don't know a Trey Lance there. Um, you know, first round pick from this year, that third pick in the draft. We don't, we don't know. We really don't know what they're going to have in store for us. So uh, looking at San Francisco, I think that if everybody's healthy, you know, you got your Joey Bosa, excuse me, your uh, Nick Bosa's healthy. Uh, and then that defensive line who's just scary, Eric Armstead, you know, Javon Kinlaw, who they drafted last year, Nick Bosa. Uh, those guys are going to give problems, D Ford. They're going to just give problems, um, you know, to offensive lines. And then you got one of the best, you know, I don't know, say undercover linebackers in the league, but Fred Warner. People know he's good, but you just don't hear about him enough. He's like Bobby Wagner, where you just don't hear a lot about, you know, Bobby Wagner is good, but then I still think they've always been underrated. Like they don't get the love they deserve. Um, Jimmy Ward being back there, uh, Jason Perrette, guys like that. The defense is going to be good again. It's all about quarterback situation when it comes to this team. And will that quarterback situation be stable enough to gather along that young talent with Ayuk and Samuel and, and, and guys like that running back situation for that team raheem mostert definitely a really good running back uh last year the injuries plagued him and he, we didn't see a lot from him they bring in trey sermon who gives you kind of that zeke elliott vibe when he came out uh maybe not as highly touted but sermon um also another person that when healthy can be very dangerous so i got san francisco coming in at number 14 uh, but definitely could be higher on this list, um, you know, by the end of uh, the season. Next, we got the Miami Dolphins. Now, I, I'm i not going to say I have a man crush on the Miami Dolphins, but I really like the Miami Dolphins. The, the only thing about Miami, obviously, is going to be their, you know, can Tua, you know, get things going in his second season? Can he carry his team on his back in the second season? They went out there. And, and try to improve his passing situation, bringing in Fuller, drafting Jalen Waddle. If Devontae Parker can stay healthy, I know I've said that quite a bit in this episode, but it's true. Just got to stay healthy, man. If they can stay healthy, you know, if he can stay healthy, he's going to be fine. You know, uh, they gang Mac Hollins, who they had last year, Jakeem Grant, who's a great, you know, special teams guy, can do some really good stuff there. So they got pieces. You know, Mike Gusecki, I know I'm probably destroying the name at tight end. Drafted him a couple years ago. He started coming on late last season. But it's all about Tua. It's all about Tua and getting that team to rally around him on the offensive side of the, of the ball. Their defense was amazing last year. Really good. Uh, and I think they brought in one piece that I think that's going to truly help them a lot, and that's Jason McCourty. Because Jason McCourty knows how to win. He's a Super Bowl champion. And Flores brings in another New England guy that I think will help bring this Miami Dolphins team along. And just Flores is one of those quiet, exciting head coaches that just gets the job done. Love Flores. He's probably, if I had a man crush on a coach, it would definitely be Brian Flores. 
Next, we had the number 12, the Washington football team. You know, we've been hearing all of the the rumors of the new names and all the new name and all that stuff. They got eight finalists with three that they have clutching their mind. Could be still the Washington football team when we come back next year. That because that's one of the names on the list. But this Washington football team, my biggest concern with this team coming into this season is the offense. And you know, the quarterback situation, a smidge murky, but they did bring in Fitzpatrick to be their starter. Taylor Heineke, who had that amazing playoff game last year against the 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 eventual Super Bowl champions in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, he's he will come in as the backup. There's a lot of fans that will say, hey man, get this man in, let him be the starter. But I think Ron Rivera is doing the right thing by starting this thing off with Ryan Fitzpatrick. The problem is this, uh, and I hate to call out somebody, but I've got to call out. And we talked about this with a couple of my colleagues here in the DMV area, in the sports area, in the, in the sports media world, uh, Scott Turner. If he, He's got to figure out what he wants to do uh, when they get into the red zone because watching a couple of these preseason games, the struggles that they had getting once they got into the red zone is, is a problem. It's a huge problem, not a regular problem. It's a huge problem. They've got to figure that out if you're the Washington football team. Uh, defensively, and I can't say this enough, the Washington football team's defense is a Super Bowl defense. Could this defense carry the Washington football team to the Super Bowl? Hands down. Not even a question. If they stay healthy throughout this season, they're going to be amazing. My man Rob Johnson here on the network, has Chase Young as his MVP. That's that's how important that is. You know, Chase Young is going to be a monster this season. And he's already shown glimpses of it in the preseason. There were times where I'm watching the game and I'm like, call off the dogs, Ron. Call off the dogs, man. But that defensive line, special. Chase Young, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, Matt Ioannidis coming in off Tim Settle, I mean, it's 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 scary. It's absolute scary. Uh, uh, if you're a offense, I would be extremely scared of this defense. Then you got guys, uh, the young linebacker core is probably, in my opinion, their weakest area because they're still trying to figure out, you know, what what these guys are going to be. Cole Holcomb, who's made some strides, I like him as a um, as a, as an outside linebacker for this team. Jamin Davis, who they drafted uh, to be their middle linebacker, tons of talent, tons of upside. And then they got the veteran John Bostic, who I think can help lead those guys along the way. Their secondary, probably their strongest, their strongest suit. You know, they got William Jackson, Landon Collins, Cameron Curl, who they drafted late last year, who was very surprising. Kendall Fuller, uh, St. Juice, who had a really good preseason. Uh, you know, so I, I this defense is going to be scary. Watch out for the Washington football team. Next, number 11 the Baltimore Ravens. I know I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this one because in most people that they're probably too low on the list or excuse me. Yeah. Well, no, no, not too low. They're too, um, too far out on the list. I should say a lot of people have Baltimore top five, you know, it definitely in the top 10. This one was a tough one for me because I like Baltimore like Lamar Jackson and what he can do. I like John Harbaugh as the head coach. Uh, the problem I have here is that I still don't know if they've done enough on the receiving front to help protect 
um, or not with, I shouldn't say protect, but at, at least to help Lamar Jackson grow as a quarterback. Lamar Jackson, a very talented quarterback. And I feel like they still need a number one. They've got a bunch of guys who are number twos and maybe some threes in there. Marquise Brown is a number two, in my opinion. Sammy Watkins, if he can stay consistent and healthy, he's a number two. You know, I did like James um, approach the second. They drafted him last year. I think he's going to be a nice guy that keeps that go, um, grows along. Devin DuVernay, they drafted him last year as well. Another guy I think that that can grow and 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 be a contributor on this team. But they're hurting right now. At one position that's running back. You know, they lost Dobbins for the year. Uh, they lost Justice Hill. They bring you know they have Gus Edwards. He's the starter. They brought in Trenton Cannon from Carolina. They brought in Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell is on the practice squad right now, but I'm pretty sure it won't be long before we see him up on the on the main roster. So that's kind of my concern for Baltimore right now. You know, defensively, defensively they're going to be fine. They shouldn't have no problems on the defensive side of the ball. Marlon Humphrey and, and the crew, I think they'll be just fine. But my biggest concern running back position and can those receivers grow enough to really help Lamar take it to another level. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we hit our top 10 and yes, you see the star in front of you. Number 10 on my list is the Dallas Cowboys. I have Dallas this high on this list because now that Dak Prescott is back and if, if Dak Prescott is, and I, I did the theme of the show healthy, if Dak Prescott is healthy, this Dallas Cowboys offense is absolutely dangerous. If you get Zeke, Zeke back to where he was, you know, the year before last, they're absolutely dangerous. He looks good, though. Trimmed up. He looks quicker. He looks like he's ready uh, for this 2021 season. Their receiving core, probably one of the best receiving cores in the league. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallo, Amari Cooper, Cedric Wilson, another young talent on that team. Just probably one of the best receiving cores in the league by far. I dare to say top five. I might get beat up for that later. Zeke Elliott, like I said, the main running back. You got Tony Pollard who came in and done some good things last year while Zeke was trying to get himself together. So they got a nice one-two punch at running back. The biggest problem with this team is going to be their defense. And if Dan Quinn can get this defense back to where it was a couple years ago when they were one of the top defenses in the league. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but they got pieces for it. You know, Demarcus Lawrence, it's, it's going to be huge. Their draft pick in Micah Parsons, and this kid is just all energy all day. They may have found a diamond in the rough with that kid. They got Jalen Smith, who's another great uh, linebacker. Then they got Vander Esch. Their linebacking core is probably their – probably their bread and butter on this team that secondary has got to get a little bit better they got uh trayvon diggs little brother to stefan diggs uh, and then jordan lewis who they got out of michigan a couple years ago who's had some bright spots here and there we're just going to see if they can get this defense back to where it was a couple years ago if not then dag prescott and the boys are going to have to put up a lot of points to keep things uh flowing there in dallas Next, number nine, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think a lot of people will think I have them too high on this list. Pittsburgh last year 
went 11 and 0 before everything started falling apart. And their receiving core with Juju, Schuster Smith, and, and Claypool, and De- Deontay Johnson, really solid. Another one of those receiving cores that are right up there in the top 10 in the NFL. And Big Ben comes into camp, trimmed up, ready to roll. And I think we may see something special out of Ben. We could. We could see something special out of Ben this year. Uh, not saying Ben's going to go out there and, and light him, light him, light him up. But I think Ben, now that he's trim, he's got himself focused heading into this season. This could may as well be his last season. And he wants to go out with a bang, you know. And so Ben's come in there. I think he's more focused. So that's why I said Pittsburgh's going to be a lot more dangerous than we think, uh, even though they had that collapse last season. The biggest thing that I like is the draft pick of Najee Harris. Probably one of the only ones I got right during the draft show. But Najee Harris is a guy who's going to come in there and just really pound the rock and and give them that, hopefully, that stability they need at the running back position. They still got Benny Snell Jr., who was my sleeper pick a couple years ago, and he's still going to be you know very critical uh, to this Pittsburgh team. Now, the main reason that I have Pittsburgh in this top 10, main reason why I got them in the top 10 is the defense. Their defense is phenomenal. I'm just going to name a couple names. TJ Watt, Devin Bush Jr., Joe Hayden, Michael Fitzpatrick, who they got in the trade, ridiculous trade, but they got them in the trade, uh, Terrell Edmonds. This team, Alex Highsmith, this Pittsburgh defense is nasty. And in my opinion, they could be the best defense by the end of the season um, as we go along. But we'll see. We'll definitely see. Next, my surprise, my probably my surprise in the top 10, the Arizona Cardinals. Arizona, in my opinion, is ready to rock and roll. This is it for Arizona. Like Arizona is at a time. I don't want to say in their career, but a a time in their franchise, but this is a prime opportunity to take that next step. There's a lot of people that have high expectation for Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray has been um, showing quite a bit uh, of of greatness over the last couple of years. He had the Hail Mary last year. Hey, the kid can move on his feet. He can just do really good things. I'm very intrigued to see if Kyler can take that next step again this year. I had him as my breakout player last year. I want to have him as a breakout player this year, but I don't think you can break out two years in a row. But with that much talent, I wouldn't be surprised. This team on the receiving front, another another receiving core that's really good. They bring in the veteran A.J. Green in the offseason. If A.J. Green can get back to where he was, wow, right? Just wow. We can we can see good things there. They got Christian Kirk, who they drafted uh, a, year, a year ago, a year or so ago. Andy Isabella, solid receiver, but the mammoth and the legend that is DeAndre Hawkins is still there. And so that connection that him and Murray got la- had last year was just amazing. The running back position is a little bit skeptical. I wish they would have brought back Kendrick Drake if they could have afforded it because Drake was a very critical piece of this Arizona Cardinals team last year. Uh, they bring in James Conner from Pittsburgh. Conner's biggest problem, once again, injuries. Uh, when healthy, he's shown glimpses, but that's going to be the biggest problem on their running back front. Chase Edmonds has been really good to, for this team, catching the ball out the backfield, uh, you know, just do a little bit of everything for Arizona at that running back position. A smaller guy, but he's very talented. And I'm intrigued to see if he can handle that, that number one running back slot out there in Arizona. 
Arizona's biggest thing is going to be able to get their defense where it needs to be. Um, they've had some struggles there. They bring in J.J. Watt, probably one of the greatest, if not – no, I'm not going to – I'm not going to give him greatest, but he's definitely one of the greatest defensive linemen of all time. The three-time defensive player of the year, if he can come back and just be a solid contributor to this team, they have already won. So we'll see what Arizona can do. I got high hopes for this Arizona team. High hopes. So we'll see if they can if they can eke things out. Next, I got the Tennessee Titans. Now, Tennessee here, you know, bringing in Julio Jones is a big deal. It's a big deal. Um, when we did our draft show the other night, we this is this division is just rough. And it's just rough. I'm the only one that had them at 14 and three. I probably had them too high. They're probably more of a 12 and five team, in my opinion. But they're going to be, they're going to be um, tough. They're going to be tough. It's going to be interesting. You know, the biggest loss to me on their team, two losses. They lost Juno Smith, so the tight end position. We're going to kind of figure out where things go from there. Uh, and then losing Corey Davis. Now, yes, obviously, Julio Jones is an upgrade, but Corey Davis was a very critical part of this team. He was really starting to grow out there in Tennessee, and you can tell he's starting to grow as an NFL uh, wide receiver. As I say, he's going to be really good with that Jets team. So if you got a late draft pick and you need a receiver in your fantasy draft, Corey Davis is your man. I'm telling you. Uh, this Tennessee team, I just think that they're going to be ready. I like Mike Vrabel as a coach, and I think that he can continue to – uh, make things happen. And, you know, Tannehill starting to, con- well, he's continuing to grow in his process. And Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry. He's an absolute monster. And yes, I think Derrick Henry is going to run for 2,000 yards again this season, especially with that extra game. If he plays all of them, the extra game, he'll be ready to roll. Number six, the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle, you know, you want to be. You want to just say, man, Seattle's got a chance to win the Super Bowl. Of course they got a chance to win the Super Bowl. The problem is this, and we talked about this the other day um, on our show. I just think that they're getting to the end of the road, and it's we don't know how long they're going to be good. And when you got Russell Wilson, you always got a shot. You know, you when you have certain quarterbacks, you always got a shot. Uh, and as long as Russell is there, it's hard for me not to at least acknowledge him in, at least for now, acknowledge him in the top 10. So I got him at number six, but I could have easily put them down a couple of spots. But I still think Russell is in his prime. He's never had a losing season as a quarterback. Um, and so we're going to see if, you know, they can get over the hump. They got DK Metcalf. They got Tyler Lockett. You know, they got some really good pieces on that offensive side of the ball. Nevertheless, you know, that Chris Carson is in there. They just got guys who can come in there offensively and keep them afloat. Um, the defense is not the same defense they were, you know, when they were the Legion of Boom by far. Um, but the best player they got on that defense is the man myth and the legend that is Bobby Wagner. And as long as you got Bobby Wagner on your side, you, you've always got a puncher's chance. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're hitting our we're hitting our top five here. We've gotten to our top five and all right, so this one, you know, there's only five teams left. So if you have figured it out by this point, who's left on this list? Uh, we're gonna break down this top five, and I hope, um, I hope that you like it. But if not, it is what it is, Shawty. And we're gonna go ahead and break this thing down here. Number five in our power rank is heading into the 2021 season: the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, to me, 
maybe ah, it's just it's gonna be hurt. They're definitely the best, one of the best overall teams in the league. And when I mean that from top to bottom, there's not a lot of weaknesses in certain spots on the roster. There's not something like, oh, they got to fix this, they got to fix that. I think they're solid at tight end with Austin Hooper. Uh, the receiving core with Landry. Uh, Peoples stepped up big time last year when uh, OBJ got hurt. Um, Higgins has been a really nice piece for that team. And, you know, if Odell comes back healthy, ready to roll, he's going to be something special. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like Odell's got something to prove. And if he doesn't prove it now, well, then I I, I don't know what else they're going to um, do with him. Uh, and then they got the best, maybe, I said top three tandem at running back, if not the best, with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Those two together are, they work magic. They absolutely work magic. And Nick Chubb, still, in my opinion, I don't know how, but I feel like he's underrated. Like, I still don't think he's truly appreciated on how good he has been since he's come in the league. And Kareem Hunt has been good as well as since he's come in the league. And those two guys are together, they just work so well. So I have Cleveland at number five. Uh, Baker Mayfield is in a contract year where he's got a chance to get the big money. And usually players step up when it's time to get that big money. So watch out for Baker Mayfield this year and just going crazy. I mean, that's why I said Cleveland could be really dangerous. Um, my man Jay has him going to the Super Bowl against my Packers. But I- I'm telling you, it would not surprise me if we saw Cleveland in the Super Bowl. They're going to have they got some they got some tough teams to go along the way. But could they do it? Most definitely. Their defense with Miles Garrett, you know, Malik Jackson coming in. This could be a resurgence for him. You know, he had that really good year in Denver. Went to uh, the Jaguars, maybe not so well. Went to Philadelphia, not so well. But he's got a chance to redeem himself uh, in in Cleveland. And with that defensive line, I think he'll be able to do just that. Javion Clowney, uh, you know, you you got Mac Wilson, Denzel Ward, Greedy Williams, who they drafted last year, that uh, year before last. So defensively, I think they're a really good team. I think they're ready to roll offensively. I got Cleveland at number five. Number four, the Josh Allen-led Buffalo Bills. I wanted to put Buffalo at number two so bad on this list. Um, I really did. I wanted to put them up there. Not the one number one, but number two on this list. Now, I have Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I, I got Buffalo going to the Super Bowl. I think Josh Allen takes his team over the hump and gets the Buffalo Bills to the Super Bowl. Will they win it? Unfortunately, I don't think they're going to win it. Um, you had to go back and watch the 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 drafts of that draft special, but the uh, the special we had the other night for the uh, NFL predictions to get you know all of the breakdown on that. But I, I got Buffalo going to the Super Bowl, um, and I think they got enough to do it. My only concern on this team would be the tight end position. I'm not 100 sold on Dawson Knox at the tight end. I think that's the one thing that they're missing to really take this team over the hump. Uh, receiving core, once again, really solid receiving core. Manuel Sanders coming in from the Saints, huge. And he's going to give him a, a stable a veteran receiver that can come in and make big plays. Stephon Diggs is going to be Stephon Diggs if healthy. Gabriel Davis, a guy to watch out for. A guy that if you are looking for a good fantasy receiver late in your draft, Gabriel, Gabriel Davis is going to be that guy. And, of course, they got Jay Kumaro, Aaron Rodgers' favorite receiver that he doesn't have anymore. 
Another concern on this Buffalo Bills team will be the running back position. Can Devin Singletary and Zach Moss step up and be the guys they need to be for this Buffalo Bills team on the running back front? Or, you know, you can't have Josh Allen running the ball, uh, you know, as much as he has the last couple of seasons. You know, you want to be able to use it in different spots. You don't want to keep using him the way they've been using him the last couple of years. You want to preserve him, man. He's, he's, he's a lot of money involved there with Josh Allen. Their defense is their defense, and their defense has been great. Ed Oliver, Tremaine Edmonds, Micah Hyde, those guys, you know, Tredavious White, their defense is is amazing, and they're going to continue to be amazing. They've done a really good job on the defensive front. That's why I got them up there. I got them at number four. The Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen, my MVP this year. Watch out for them. Then we had the Green Bay at number three. Um, this, this Green Bay team for me is ready to, they're ready for the last dance. I, I, you know, as a, as a Packers fan, y'all know I'm a Packers fan. I'm not, I'm not going to hide that. The, the last dance is here in most people's eyes. You know, they, a lot of people don't see Devontae coming back next year. A lot of people don't see Aaron coming back next year. Um, but I think a lot of people don't realize the situation in Green Bay and what it truly is. The Packers have one year to prove that they truly want Aaron Rodgers to stay a long time. This is this is their opportunity to prove that. And we're going to see if they're going to actually make that happen. Now, this offense, one of the best offenses in the league. Uh, their receiving core has been an issue for the last couple of years where people like, you know, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scanton, who's dropped the ball here and there, had a really good season towards the end of the season last season. Uh, Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. He's an absolute stud. Alan Lazard, who was hurt most of the season last year, uh, we saw glimpses two years ago of what he could be. Randall Cobb, another guy. They drafted Amari Rogers, the other A-Rod. Uh, the biggest hurt for this team on the receiving front is losing Devin Funches um, before he's really even got a chance to play any regular season game. He gets hurt, and then he's done. Biggest surprise, and he's been great during the preseason, is Malik Taylor. I think Malik Taylor could have a really good year for this Packers team. So watch out for him. He could be one guy that people start grabbing in fantasy uh, down the road. Tight end position. Of course, you got Robert Tunyon, who is, you know, should have been a pro bowler last year. Had 10 touchdowns. Somehow Evan Ingram got it. Still upset about that. Uh, Mercedes Lewis, who is the the bloodline on that offense, he, he's he's the big dog. He's the leader there, um, besides Aaron Rodgers. So you're looking on the offense front. That guy who players go to, Mercedes Lewis, is that guy. Aaron Jones signs the contract. He's still the number one guy there in Green Bay. And Green Bay doesn't normally sign running backs to long term deals. Uh, but if you've seen Aaron Jones, he's coming to camp. He looks ripped. He looks ready to go. Um, AJ Dillon is now the number two guy there. Um, he's going to be a guy that they're going to use in a short yard situation and use that big body. Maybe like they call him baby Saquon sometimes, but he he's going to be critical for them. And the guy I like is Kalen Hill that they drafted in the seventh round. He will be another guy to watch out for as the season goes along. I'm not saying he's going to be blowing up the world, but he's going to be a very critical piece to this team. The Packers biggest concern obviously is defense. Even though they were ninth in the league last year, they have one problem uh, that they've got to fix, uh, in my opinion, and that's 
they've got to find how to uh, a way to stop the run. They have not been able to stop the run since I was a kid, and, th- and that's a problem. If they can find a way to stop the run uh, and, and be more consistent in stopping the run, this team can win the Super Bowl. And it's only then, only then, that I actually see that happening. I got the Packers at number three. Number two on this list, the defending AFC champion, Kansas Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Kansas City is Kansas City. As long as you got Patrick Mahomes and he's healthy, I mean, come on, man. Patrick Mahomes makes, you know, things happen. You know, he turns wine into water. Uh, (laughs) Water into wine, either or. He's just amazing. And the talent that he has brought to the forefront is impeccable. This team, led by Andy Reid, is going to be in great shape. I don't see anything changing. They got Eric Benjamin, who's probably been one of the highest touted head coaching candidates for whatever reason, can't get a job. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. But this Kansas City team is this Kansas City team. You know, with Kelsey, best tight end in the league, top five, top ten receiver in Terry Kill best quarterback in most people's eyes and Patrick Mahomes, good young stud at running back at Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who got hurt towards the end of the season, but it's still a really good piece on that team. They're going to be great offensively. Their concern will be the defensive side of the ball. And if Chris Jones, who's still mad about being 34 on the um, top 100, see if he'll fuel that and use that to take them to the next level, Frank Clark, you know, and of course, you know, they've got, some other good pieces there on the secondary. Uh, Chavius Ward, Daniel Sorson, who's been really good on that team. Juan Thornhill, who they picked up um, from UVA from a couple years ago. So they, they, they got pieces on this team. They, they'll be ready to roll. And watch out for Kansas City. All right, y'all. This, this one is easy. Number one team on my NFL power ranking heading into the 2021 season. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They brought everybody back, not just a little bit of people. They brought everybody back, whole squad, ready to roll, ready to make things happen. Um, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. And y'all are probably saying, man, this guy loves some Tom Brady. But not that I love Tom Brady. You got to respect the game. The seven-time champion finds ways to get his team prepared. And, yes, a lot of people say, oh, defense carried in the championship. But you as a quarterback have to maintain things. You got to put your defense in good positions to, to make things happen. And that's what Tom Brady does. But Tom Brady, as much as it hurts for me to say this, is probably the GOAT. And that's what it is. Uh, you know, you can say whatever. But Tom Brady has done a lot of things in this league. He's going into year 22, and he's he's trying to play 25 years. And it looks like he's going to do it easily. They got one of the best receiving core, if not the best receiving core in the league, with Mike Evans, Chris Crowen, Antonio Brown, uh, Scotty Miller, who came in last year, had a really good year for this team. And, you know, they got Tyler Johnson, who came out of Minnesota. Poor kid is really talented, but he's <laughs> he could probably be a two or a three on some other team. But because he's on this team, he's like their fifth receiver. The running game should be ready to roll. They brought in Giovanni, Giovanni Bernard from the Bengals. And that, I know that had to be a tough one to see Bengal fans see Giovanni Bernard go because he's been such a stalwart there for years. That is a really low-key, really nice pickup for Tampa Bay. They brought Fournette back, of course, and then they still have Ronald Jones. They're going to be great. They're going to be good to go. They probably got one of the best tight end situations in the league with Gronk, O.J. Howard, and Cameron Brake. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's embarrassment of riches for this Tampa Bay team. 
Then you look at their defense, Sue, Vita Vey, Golston, and, and Jason Pierre-Paul. Psh, defensive line, stud. Absolutely good. Just amazing defensive line. The linebackers with White, David, and then Barrett. Another probably, and I know you keep saying it, but this another top five linebacking core, if not the best linebacking core in the league. Their cornerbacks probably, their secondary probably their weak spot, but they're still good. That's that that's how good this team is, and that's why I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as the number one team heading into the 2021 season, week one. All right, y'all, that's it. That is our uh, that's our top 32 power ranking heading into the season. It's probably the longest podcast I've ever done by myself, but you know I, I wanted to be able to bring this to you today. Now, when we do the other ones in the weeks to come. They'll be uh, probably a little bit shorter, but we're going to do that top 15 heading into, uh, you know, each week and we'll do the whole thing. So but I wanted to give everybody an established point to see. y'all, So y'all know where we stand here on one on one, where this thing um, starts off. at. So one more time, we'll go through the list just for everybody. For those who may have came in late, this is how it goes. Number 32, we got the Houston Texans. 31, the New York football Jets. Thirty. The Jacksonville Jaguars, 29, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Broncos at 28, Panthers at 27, Falcons at 26, Lions at 25, the Bears at 24, the New York Football Giants at 23, the New England Patriots 22, the Las Vegas Raiders at 21, the Cincinnati Bengals 20, the Vikings, 19, the Rams at 18, the Colts, 17, the Chargers, 16, the Saints, 15, the 49ers, 14th, the Dolphins, 13th, the Washington football team at 12, the Baltimore Ravens at 11, and then our top 10, the Dallas Cowboys at 10, the Pittsburgh Steelers, 9, the Arizona Cardinals, 8, the Tennessee Titans, seven, the Seattle Seahawks at six, the Cleveland Browns at five, the Buffalo Bills at four, the Green Bay Packers at three, the Kansas City Chiefs at two, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at one. And that is the power rankings here, the first initial power rankings here on one-on-one on the Legacy Maker Sports Network. I'm your man, Darrell Owens. I hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, like I said, we just wanted to break down the power rankings as we go throughout the year. We want to give these bad boys to you, give you our top 15 every week, and also those outsides looking into that top 15. And once again, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure y'all go and check out the Legacy Maker Sports Network on Facebook, the Legacy Maker Sports Network on YouTube. You can check us out on Instagram at Legacy Maker Sports. You can hit us up on uh, LinkedIn at Legacy Maker Sports Network. You can also go and hit us up on Twitter at Legacy Maker SPN. Check us out. You know, we're going to bring you everything here in the Virginia area. You know, we're going to give you all of those local teams. We're going to give you all the good stuff. So check us out. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm your man, Darrell Owens. Until next time, this has been one-on-one. One, 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 one. Welcome to the one-on-one, one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one.